and welcome to Football Scotland Daily, the podcast that brings you all the big news, analysis and debate Monday to Friday, just in time for your daily commute. I'm Adam Miller and today I'm joined by so-called Kilmarnock fan Gaby McKay, who didn't even bother travelling to Belgrade with the rest of his team's fans to watch the big Kelly game between Partizan Belgrade and Connors Key Nomads. Also appearing today is Jules Boyle, barely disguising his contempt for me after I went to the Patti Smith gig last night while he worked a back shift. Not even disguising me. <laughs> On today's pod we are going to be previewing the championship, hearing what Gaby and Jules want to see happen in 2019-20, answering some burning questions about the forthcoming season and ending with a quick quiz. So we'll start off in the championship, Dunfermline take on Dundee tonight and that's I think going to be the start of what looks like a very competitive league season. The new arrivals are Broth, who were promoted from League One, and Dundee, who were relegated from the Premiership. And we'll kick off with Dundee there. And Gabe, thanks to Dundee's relegation, we're going to see the return of the Dundee Derby. Who do you see emerging with the bragging rights in Dundee this season? Well, Dundee United will certainly be hoping to, because I think Dundee got the, the ultimate bragging rights in the the Dundee Derby when they relegated them. Uh, so it was it was Craig Craig Whiten put them down. So Dundee, well, you could argue have eternal bragging rights for that. So Dundee United will be keen to get it back. But looking at Dundee United in pre-season in the League Cup group, they didn't they didn't even finish second. They finished third behind Hearts and East Fife. So you know you'd have to maybe worry for them. They brought in a guy like Lawrence Shankland, who we know scores goals at that level, but. It's a, it's a tough league with Dundee in there with Inverness who would be my favourites probably to get the automatic promotion spot so it could be yet another season in the championship for Dundee United if they don't uh, buck their ideas up pretty quickly and Jules uh, just more generally how do you see the championship going this season have you got any specific predictions yourself um, as Gabby said it's a really tough league I mean you can see it on most years I mean last year there was so little in it for most of, most of the whole campaign I think it was it was really tight um, for, for most of the, the certainly in the, in the middle part of it. I think you've got to look at Inverness, I think, at the moment anyway. I mean, as again, as Gaby said, Dundee United, you, you keep thinking they're going, to, they're going to do it or they're going to get there or going to do that. And again, in pre-season there, I mean, the end of last season, I mean, those those playoffs were truly, truly awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's just a playoff sort of thing. But you thought they'd come back, you'd use that and, come and, and step on. They've not looked impressive at all um, in pre-season. It's going to be a long season for them. I think you, you would definitely look at Inverness as being, being your obvious contenders. I think, to be honest, the United will probably get in the playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's, it's a really tough league and it's, it's going to be quite an interesting one to watch. It's certainly not going to be any sort of um, formalities of who's going to do what, I think. They'll get in the playoff spot and then lose in the final to the unrelegatable Hamilton <laughs> Ackies. <laughs> totally. The bulletproof Ackies. Yeah. Just staying on Dundee United briefly, um, were you surprised that that's where Lawrence Shankland ended up? I mean, do you think that, Gabe, do you think he's capable of uh, being a success in the Premiership? Well, you'd think so, certainly the amount of goals he scored for air over the last two seasons, both in League One and the Championship. I know he was at Aberdeen and he didn't score, well, I don't think he scored at all for Aberdeen, but he was obviously very young then. He had offers from down south, I'm sure he'd have had offers from the Premiership. I mean, maybe it's just one of those where he doesn't want to take things too quickly, he wants to get another season under his belt at a level where he knows he'll score at a bigger club in, in Dundee United. Big or not big, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just like winding up Dundee United fans, as we know. But no, um, so yeah, I'm a little bit surprised. I think that's that's obviously, that'll be a huge sign. If they can get him firing, that'll go a long way to keeping them up there at that that top level of of the league. And I think it really is crucial for them to come up 
this season because they've been down there three seasons. A fourth would be a bit of a disaster, especially when they've got those those new American owners who obviously yeah. have the stated aim is to to get there. And I think by championship standards, they spent quite a bit of money. So yeah, I think it's that kind of like with Shankland. It's one of those ones we always say that you know young players shouldn't be rushed; they should take their time and and build up themselves that sort of thing. And then he does that, and everybody's like, what, what? You know, why, mm-hmm. why, why is he not in the Premiership? Why is he not? Why is he not down south? So I think mm-hmm. I think it probably is a good thing for the boy. Do you know what I mean? I mean, obviously, you know, he did score a lot of goals. Um, I mean, he got injured last season. It definitely took the took the wheels off Ayers' challenge quite a bit. Um, but is he in the right team to you know score a lot of goals here? Do you know what I mean? Is, is mm-hmm. the United going to be that, the, the right choice? I mean, if it's the right league choice or whatever. Um, you, you need to kind of question how it's going to play out for him. Yeah, well, he scored, I think, nine goals in the Betfred Cup alone last mm-hmm. season, and he's clearly not going to be doing that for Dundee United this season. No. So, <laughs> so, in preparation for today's podcast, I asked Gaby and Jules to each come up with three things that they want to see happen in Scottish football this season. I'm not going to pretend that Jules had time to do all three of them, so we'll go Thank to you. Gaby first and then Jules can wing it after. Uh, Gaby, let's hear from you. What are the three things that you would love to see happen in Scottish football this season? Um, okay, I'm going to just apologise to the listeners because uh, I haven't had a lot of sleep. So um, these are ideas. Um, I, I don't know how seriously we're taking this. So I'm going to start off with... I'd like to see a sort of Scottish remake of the Jordan Peele film Us with <laughs> Scott Brown and Darian McKinnon. <laughs> um, so, you know, it'll be basically a shot-for-shot shot remake, but without the supporting characters, it'll just be Scott Brown and Darian McKinnon in a sort of horror movie thing. Or they could do a buddy cop movie where it turns out they're both bad cop. Um, <laughs> just just a, some sort of film uh, double act thing with Scott Brown and Darian McKinnon. I'd like to see that happen. Um, I'll accept that on it, the basis that I love us. Yes. Yeah. Anything bad happened to Scott Brown, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> um, I think we were all <sighs> disappointed uh, last season by you know the, the throwing of coins and, and lighters and uh, and even a coconut. So I'd like to see less projectiles this season and more drones. Right. I'd okay. like to see fans rather than throwing things at players, just flying some drones about. And mm-hmm. I think the, the, there are two main advantages to this, that everyone would see the drone taken off, that mm-hmm. therefore giving the opposition fans time to launch a drone of their own, drone of their own to combat that drone mm-hmm. uh, in an aerial battle above the pitch, which would therefore lead to more attractive football, because if you tried to go long, you'd hit the drones. Right, okay. Would, uh, exactly how much sleep did you get last <laughs> night? <laughs> I've been up since quarter past four, Adam. That's right. all I'm saying. And I'm not going to say what time we record this podcast, <laughs> but um, it's uh, it's early afternoon anyway. Question, would the drones be carrying stuff to drop on the players? No, I think that would be violent, although you could That's maybe put a, some sort of cheeky message upon the drone. That would be good. Yeah. I just had visions there, a sort of drone taking off Easter Road when empty bottle of Bucky on it floating about actually thinking that's a terrible idea Gaby no 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 can't believe we suggesting be, this no the drones wouldn't you, you, they, they'd it's be it's just entertainment drones yeah it's just entertainment drones right. it, but the possible would, noise up drone message on it sort yeah of yeah but you know if it's like a boring game you could just sort of look up and observe the drone battle above mm-hmm. you yeah I can go with that okay um, <laughs> any more Gaby any more predictions for um, I would also like to see celebrity Kelly fan Taylor Swift do the halftime draw at Rugby Park right okay <laughs> is that and let's be brutally honest, would you consider that plausible? Well, it's well known that she is a Kelly fan um, because obviously 
the player's going to play and the hater's going to hate oh. is about the plastic pitch at Rugby Park, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as everyone knows. I think it's almost patronising to have to explain that. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I suppose it depends on our touring schedule, but I'd like to see her come and do the half-time draw with Nuts the Squirrel. Right, okay. Um, Jules, Gaby's probably stolen one of yours there. <laughs> he has indeed, yeah. yeah that, that's, that's me devastated. My, my, yeah. My bombing Joe and Taylor Swift one has just been done in two there. So, yes. Um, okay, well, um, on, a, on a, a slightly more serious tip, I've got other ones at that. Um, I run in Europe for all three Scottish clubs. Um, I think this season is absolutely essential. Yeah. Um, the coefficients are absolutely ready. Uh, the fact that, you know, everybody's playing these like four qualifying rounds is an absolute mm-hmm. joke. As you know, so far I mean it's not been too difficult for most of the teams and most of the things, but everyone in those games a banana skin. It could go badly wrong in the first game as we've seen more than once. Um we need our teams to be doing well in Europe. Um we need our teams to be getting further. Scotland's reputation's in the grubber. Um, in Europe. There's um, obligatory grubber mention. Yeah, we go, I got it inferior, don't worry about that. But it kind of is, I mean, it's, it's that thing, we still think we're a sort of, you know, important figure in, in European football and stuff, and we're just not getting further enough. Um, so I'd like to see that, I'd like to see like, teams getting further in, getting into group stages, giving a decent account of yourself, even if it's, it's, it's you know, just not getting leathered, but getting there in, in first time, that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to, that would, that would be a, a great thing for Scottish football, especially, imagine we have all three um, teams in the group stage. Obviously it would be better if it was four, but you know, what can you do? We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> dear, dear, dear. But yeah, so that'd be great. So obviously we'd, we'd, I think we'd love to see that. Um, noise and up opposition aside, I think it's just important. Um, and I think if uh, anyone says they don't want to see that and then their team gets dumped out at an early stage, you can see see the, the, you know, the banter's only gets you so far, I think. Do you get coefficient points for being good lads? Because I think Kelly would get a few of those uh, for the fans that were over in Belgrade. They seem to go down well with the locals, so I don't know if that's worth any coefficient points. I, I was going to ask you about that, Gabe. I mean, as a Kelly guy, uh, did, I, I think that's... <laughs> I, I can't think of a precedent for that <laughs> having happened before, but I think it's brilliant the fact that so many Kelly fans actually, you know... We bought the tickets, we might as well go over there. But I, I like the fact that they took it that step further and actually went to the game. There was apparently a specific Kelly section in the ground. So, I mean, there was only there was only 100 or so fans there, but apparently there was a specific section for, for Kelly fans because they were like, well, we're going to go anyway. And Partizan were like, okay, you can have that bit of the stadium. So there was essentially a sort of uh, Kelly section singing Kelly songs at a game which did not feature Kilmarnock. It's sort of that... Little Ayrshire. It's sort of that football fan mentality of if your team's getting beaten like 5-0 when you're cheering, you know, your team getting a corner or something like that, but taken to, like... Yeah, taken to the extreme of going to Eastern <laughs> Europe for a game your team isn't in. Um, Jules, yeah. you got any more for us? Yep, I do. Uh, so, what I think would be a good idea for this season is uh, Michael Stewart, Craig Levine, Thunderdome. Right, OK. Um, one, two men enter, one man leaves. Um, I think it'd be a good idea, but I would just like to see them actually just getting right toward at each other, mm-hmm. um, just because last season it just seemed to be a constant, and it was like the pair of them just snipe each other like some old divorced couple. Right, do you know what okay. I mean? Shout, shouting in, you know, and only the media were the the Waynes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You know, I think tell, I think tell your dies are. You know what I mean? I think when you say divorced couple, it sort of implies that at one stage there was some love, some and love and some hanky panky even. So, <laughs> I, 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 I think there's a. Palpable sexual tension. There. Oh, there is, there definitely is. Adam, Adam's shaking his head. We need to stop talking about <laughs> this. <laughs> you go a bit red as well. So yeah, so I'm not suggesting that they should sort of rekindle their their fiery relationship, but I'm thinking it would be good fun if they just got in amongst it. Maybe even a charity boxing match. 
or just a charity slagging match where they basically just stand at the other side and just give each other abuse. A rap battle. A rap battle, yeah. Kind of like slam poetry, but just them just really abusing each other. Um, with a smile on their faces, obviously. Yes. Um, so that'd be good. That'd entertain me. Um, and thirdly, uh, this is the most unrealistic of all the things that uh, both me and Gabe have come up with. Uh, I think it'd be nice um, for this season if people uh, commenting on stories in the media and online on Twitter um, sat back and thought about what they were saying and thought, would their mum be proud of what they were saying? <laughs> would they would they like their son to see the sort of chat they're giving and the, the sort of things yeah. like that? As a mental idea, I don't think it's ever going to work, but it would be kind of nice um, just to not have um, the, the world of online football um, such a cesspit of horror on all sides. Could yep. we even have the people just read things before they respond yeah. to them? That's even more ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. <laughs> so you're saying you're not a fan of people judging things based solely on the headline? Yeah, or even just not a misunderstanding of the headline. <laughs> yeah, or just looking at the photo and just saying something that they always say, and just yeah. like, oh. Um, but yeah, it's just that kind of thing. Um, same goes for games as well. Um, and this isn't directed at anyone in particular because we see it all the time at lots of games and these sort of things. And you just think, you're grown men. Do you know what I mean? You're grown men. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to a game with my son and there was songs being sung at a certain thing and my son was only like 12, 11 or 12 at the time and he was just like, looking over and I could tell by his face and I mm-hmm. was like what do you think of that and he's like if you were doing that I was like a game you had never come to a game ever again <laughs> and I was a child yeah. and I was like yeah but it's just yeah. you're adults um, on all sides stop chucking stuff at folks stop being clowns stop saying horrible horrible things crazy idea do you know what I mean um, yep. and it, maybe it'd be sort of a, a nicer environment and you can still give folk abuse but just you know but that's probably less likely to happen than Taylor Swift flying her drone <laughs> and dropping a bottle of wine in someone's head so I think we yeah. can all get behind that one. Yeah, yeah. Imagine all the people sharing <laughs> all the world. Exactly. That was uh, John Lennon. Imagine no possessions, and that wasn't. The, is that maybe the most hypocritical line in the history uh, of music? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, um, Craig Levine. I think his tactic is imagine no possessions. <laughs> 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 Any, to bring it round. <laughs> can we get can we get a wee snare roll put in the post edit? <laughs> anyway, in terms of predictions, there's a few specific categories that I'd like to get both your thoughts on. Um, firstly, first manager to get sacked this season. I'm not saying someone you want to see sacked. Just who do you think is most at risk going into the new campaign? A in the in the top flight anywhere um, any, anywhere um well, without, without going back to the, the old whipping boy i mean i think craig levine's jacket is a sugly peg um as much as the bulletproof chat i i think you know he's not bulletproof i think i mean was was that the thing that did was he said to be bulletproof or not bulletproof i can't quite remember but that's kind of phrase around it i think Anne budge said he's not he's bulletproof. not bulletproof that's what it was that's what it was but it does seem to be in a sort of very comfortable position i think it's going to depend on... I mean, I saw someone saying the first 10 games, I think it's going to be the first five games, to be honest, it's going to be really quick. If they don't go off and run, if they, you know, start the season, eh, we are, you know, a doing here and there, a drab nil-nil, do you know what I mean? An unimpressive performance. I think people are starting to turn already. I think if it doesn't get up and running um, very, very quickly, it, it could be quite sort of difficult to clock back, I think. Um, to be honest, I don't think he's going to get bin that quick, but I think he's definitely a contender. It's kind of, should be watching you back. Gabby, would you go along with that, or is there anyone else that you would nominate for that? The one I would nominate uh, would be Jim Goodwin, depending on if anyone has the nerve to sack Jim Goodwin. But the reason I say that is, obviously, St Mirren are still in a situation, I think, where they've got 13 or 14 players. They've got one fit striker. 
they obviously sacked Alan Stubbs early doors last season, so they've shown that they are willing to do that if things aren't going well. They've got a difficult start to the season. Um, I can't, I can't remember. I think they've got Hibs away. I think they've got Rangers. Uh, I can't remember, but they've got a very difficult start to the season, so you can't see them winning too many of those. Um, so I think if they, if if they're as Jules would say, if they're in the grubber early doors, then St Mirren have shown in the past that they're willing to to pull that trigger. It just depends if anyone has the nerve to call Jim Goodwin into their office and hmm. sack him. So next question, who will be this season's most exciting young player? Ryan Christie. Yeah. Und- undoubtedly. Undoubtedly, absolutely. Um, I think, uh, we talked about this yesterday a bit, um, I think you see the season he had last season, he was it was definitely, the, that was a sort of blossoming season. I think he really kind of, he was noticeably um, making a huge difference for that team. Um, but it was still kind of, it wasn't quite his season. I think this this time round is going to be where you'll see this the, the player really come into his own. The difference he makes in that team um, from ev- everything he does, I can say that yesterday, from, you know, how direct he is, from his link-up play, from uh, how much he wants the ball, how much he gets in behind defenders, um, his goal threat, he's just he's kind of got it all and he's got that hunger as well, I think you can see. So I think this season he's going to be like one of the first names in the, in the team sheet and I think he's going to be... Um, a real, real important player for Celtic. Okay. Um, so we're all familiar with the SPFL Statement League, which Lewis Cumming created on Twitter, um, basically awarding every team a certain amount of points each time they post an official statement. Um, which team do you see winning that title this season? Obviously, Rangers start every season as favourites. You know, they've got yeah. the form in that area. But... I could, I could, I mean, I think Hearts showed some promise in that sort of side of things last season. Um, I could see, I could see, a, a, you know, as Jules is talking about with Craig Levine, not necessarily Levine being sacked, but there might be, you know, if there's fan unrest, that's going to probably lead to a lot of club statements. Uh, I think Kilmarnock could be dark horses in terms of in terms of club statements. You know, um, certainly. Uh, given they haven't signed any players uh, recently, them and St Mirren, you'd think we'll have a lot of statements before the transfer window shuts. And if you can build up that early lead, you know, across the before the Christmas slog, if you can keep that lead in the yeah. statement league, you know, that's really important. I think um, I would have to go for Falkirk. All right, um, okay. But oh, that's a very good shout. Yep, definitely. Um, and it's more quality than are in quantity for Falkirk. <laughs> they, they don't rattle them out too much. But when they do, it's jaw on the floor stuff. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, they're they're... CEO leaves and blames the fans and saying they're all awful, and then the the what was it, what was the last the, one? Well, the, well, the, the last one was them apologising for calling their fans racist. That's right. No, that wasn't the last one. That that was one before the last one. They they, they called the, the guy left, called he said they were all terrible people. Then they called one of their fans racist. Then they had to apologise for it. And then about two days later, they asked all their fans to come and work for free to clean up their stadium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're in the middle oh. of this this takeover, which seems to be. Well, not well. I'm not going to comment on the legality, but it seems to have hit a little bit of a snag. So you could see a lot of statements relating to that, whether it goes through or not. So yeah. no, I think uh, Falkirk's absolutely that's a great shout for Jules. Definitely, I think so. They're they're they're, they're jaw dropping in their uh, their wisdom. I think so. That's mine. Okay, and two more questions, both of which are just going to have one word answers. So Jules first. Will Kieran Tierney join Arsenal? <sighs> Yes. And Gaby, will Ryan Kent join Rangers? <laughs> no. Okay, glad we've settled those. Um, so, now we get to the bit I was particularly looking forward to, which is our brief quiz. 
Um, last week, we briefly discussed the classic film A Shot at Glory, which is almost certainly the only film to feature actors from Batman, The Godfather, and Wraith Rovers. So, <laughs> I want you to tell me which of the following three quotes is a genuine bit of dialogue from A Shot at Glory. So, two of these I've made up. One of these is absolutely 100% real. Okay? Bear in mind, I've not seen it. You don't need to see it, Chelsea. <laughs> um, basically, the plot of A Shot at Glory is... Michael Keaton wonders what the hell he's done with his life and ended up in this film. Robert Duvall does the same thing in a Scottish accent. And Ali McCoy plays for a fictional team called Kulnocky. And he's supposed to have played for Celtic instead of Rangers. And the graphics to suggest that he used to be a Celtic player are not particularly impressive. That's all you need to know about Shot Glory. Perfect. Okay. So which of these? One of these is completely genuine, right? So first one. Tell me, Jackie, have you ever stared a Wall Street CEO in the eye and told him he had coffee on his slacks? I have, and I'd do it again. There are players out there who would let their manager walk about all day with coffee on their slacks because they were afraid of confrontation. I'm not afraid of confrontation. I thrive on it. That's what separates the winners from the losers. Can you handle confrontation? That's what I want to hear. And one more thing before you put your boots on. Jackie, you've got soda on your jersey. That's A. B. I've been reading a lot of David and Goliath stories in the paper this week. If I were a reporter, it'd be my angle too. It has a nice ring about it, except the ring of truth. In that match-up, one side had a sword, the other a stone. In this version, we both used the same weapon, a football. And see, oh, I'm Jackie McQuillan. I've scored 250 goals for the Glasgow Celtic, blah, blah, blah. Maybe that impresses the local broads, but the past is the past and you're stuck in it. I'm offering you a one-way ticket to the Scottish Cup final and you're talking about your hamstring? Do you think the Viet Cong complained about their hamstrings when they were deploying guerrilla tactics against my unit in Saigon? Don't answer that, Jackie. Just get out there and kick some ass. So, Jules, we'll go with you first. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm not encouraged to watch it, I tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, A, B, or C. So, A was coffee on the slacks. Uh, B was both using the same weapon, a football. And C was uh, the Viet Cong hamstrings. So, so one of them is not real? No, one of them is real. One of them is real? Oh, yeah. right, okay. Two are fake. One's oh, real. right. So God. which one's real? Ah, right, okay. That, that, that's messed me up because I was thinking the one in the middle was the real one. <laughs> right, okay. Um, well, if that's your guess. No, the one with the fake one. I was, uh, so I'm completely wrong. All oh, right. Okay. Um, so, well, I'll just flip it then and just go for the one in the middle. You're yeah. going to say that's the real one? Yeah. Okay, Gabby? I, I I suspect that these are all real and it's a trick question, but you said I had, that the last time. I think. <laughs> yeah, but even more so. Right, I C can't be real. They can't be a line about the Viet Cong's hamstrings. That cannot be real. So I'm going to go for A. The slacks. You're going to say that the slacks is the real one. That's the real one. Okay. Incredibly, Jules has won this week. <laughs> oh wow! Right? So do, do you know how do you know how I worked it out? Because I thought uh, the first one, the last one, sounded like they were written by the same person. <laughs> And they were. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's why yeah. I was picking the middle one. Yeah. So the genuine quote, this is a genuine piece of dialogue from a movie starring Robert Duvall, who was in The Godfather, and Michael Keaton, who was in, the Bat- who was in Batman. Despite having no chin, which is the only thing you need to play Batman. <laughs> You'd think. Uh, it also starred Didier Agat, who was playing for Raid Rovers at the time. Genuine dialogue is, I've been reading a lot of David and Goliath stories in the paper this week. If I were a reporter, it'd be my angle too. It has a nice ring about it, except the ring of truth. In that matchup, one side had a sword, the other a stone. In this version, we both used the same weapon, a football. Oh, who wrote this? Uh, not me. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can tell you. 
Um, I'll tell you what the, the tiebreak question was going to be anyway. The tiebreak question was, what was the name of Robert Duvall's character in A Shot at Glory? Was it A, Gordon MacLeod, B, Malcolm McKenzie, or C, Stanford Travers? A. And Stanford choose. Travers. Uh, okay, Gaby's clawed back some respectability there. It was Gordon MacLeod. Um, so, so my advice to you, Jules, would be, you know, stop what you're doing and just watch a shot of glory. I'm not it's, taking that it's advice. A of, it's a rite of passage, if nothing else. <laughs> so that's all from us here at Football Scotland for today. We'll be back tomorrow before 4pm, just in time to make your daily work commute that little bit more bearable. You can get more from us at the Football Scotland website or our social media channels on Facebook and Twitter at football underscore Scott. To ask a question or make a comment to us individually, you can get me on at OldFirmFacts1, Jules on Captain underscore Howdy, and Gaby on at Gaby Mackay, and just take it as red, I apologise for all the nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Until tomorrow, thanks for listening.